All right, everyone, welcome to the Aridi uh, member podcast. So this is where we sit down and get to know our members a little bit better. And today, Wednesday, the 29th of April, the year is skipping away. Uh, Demi Linden, how are you? I'm good, you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Oh, thanks for listening to me. You are welcome. Um, I'm asking everyone that comes on this whole coronavirus time. It's been a crazy time um, for us you know, basically owning a business and especially a gym. Um, How's it affecting you personally? Oh, look, it's not affecting me so much. Like, I don't, we don't own our own business, me or the other half. He works for the government, as do I. So on the whole, it hasn't affected us much at all. Yep. I mean, it's killing me not being able to come to the gym. But apart from that, on the whole, it's not really an issue for us. Yep, yep. Do you know anyone personally that's been, that has contracted it or...? been affected um, by it a lot? Not really. I don't know anyone that's ca- caught the virus as such. I mean, I know people that have had to isolate because they might be near someone that's had it, but no mm. one around me has had the actual thing. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything from this that um, you're going to change once we, once we get back to whatever normal might be? Is there any habits or things that you're going to change as a result directly of the result of this? Oh, I don't think so. I liked my life before. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's we not, all did. It's <laughs> not, yeah, like it's not like it's bad now. Like it could be worse, but yeah. like yeah. I miss going out for brunch, I'll tell you that. Yeah, definitely. Brunch on a Saturday after CrossFit with, with my gym mum and my buds, like <laughs> I miss that. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's – Okay, for me, I'm not going to take things for granted anymore. Yeah, you know, just um, you know, just showing up um, to social situations or even here in the gym, like it's actually made me realise every day really does count, and just to um, be more present because I miss that. Yeah, yeah, I miss that connection of catching up at the cafe or just going to the pub for a beer yeah, with the boys. Yeah, it's like you'd, before it's like, oh, maybe I could skip the gym today. And now it's like, no, I, I won't do that again. I won't yeah. skip it again. Yeah, exactly. Because like, what if it happens and it gets shut down again? Yeah. I, I missed out. <laughs> it's like the last day it was open before it closed. I was like, I, I had a really sore, what was it? Oh, in my shoulder. I was so sore. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm still going. I'm still not, going. I'm not missing it. So yeah. I still came. Did you, um, when we were informed, okay, Sunday night, press conference you're going to be shut tomorrow did you have a feeling that we would be closed for this long nah Mm. I don't think anyone really I don't know if it's just played down how severe it was to be honest and it's like it's like it wasn't here and then it just sort of hit it hit Australia and it's like oh it's a big deal and yeah it's just like we were we were sort of blind to what was going on on the other side of the world Mm. so I don't think anyone really expected oh well that's what's going to happen yeah yeah and I think now with because we have done all the right things and socially isolated and stayed at home and we haven't experienced the the severe effects of it like we have overseas, it's sort of like now uh, I hope we don't take it for be complacent and we open everything back up and then we have to shut again. Yeah. So I just – I worry about that. Well, that's what worries me a bit about like at the moment that – they're going to open. They're opening schools up again, and yeah. you just sort. Of, I look. I look at it, and I think, oh, okay. We've had two weeks of like lockdown. People can't go anywhere unless it's essential, mm. and then you're just going to open things back up. And 
you can't expect that not to have an impact. Yes. Like yep. even just like kids catching a bus to school, they're not catching a bus with just their family. They're catching a bus with 30 other kids and mm. you don't know where they've been or where they go afterwards. So yeah, I think people would be silly to think that if you open the world back up, it's just going to be fine. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I guess to put all this into context, um, what you do for a living, you're a school teacher? Yes, I'm a primary school teacher. Primary school, hey? Yes, in, um, I work in the support unit. Yeah. So I work with a bunch of different little kids. Cool. And it's great, but it's just quite hard at the moment. Yeah, so what what is what is going on in your professional life at the moment? Like, how is all this affecting you? Um, so, like, it's not just me, it's everyone that I work with. And it's, it's hit everyone hard because, like, we miss our kids. Like we miss seeing yeah. our kids. We do that job because we love the kids. Yep. And it's it's really hard. And it's and I get that. I get it's hard for parents as well. Not that I'm a parent myself, but we miss having their kids and having them there every day. And trying to teach online, it's just not the same. You don't have that one to one connection with mm. them. And like you're sending work home, and they're sending work samples back to you. And it's just you can't. It's just. It's never going to be the same as having them in your classroom, having them in front of you. Yes. Yep. So have you had, what sort of adjustment have you had to go through to move from like face-to-face to to online? So um, we have this thing called Class Dojo, which majority of us have anyway. It's sort of like a point system, I guess. Well, some teachers use it as a point system and say kids might do a really good job on a piece of work so they'll get a do- it's called a dojo they'll get a dojo for that yep or someone might share a really good story so you get a dojo it's really positive reinforcement that you use to give these points out to these kids and different teachers have different ways of rewarding kids for points they've gotten so for example you might have 10 dojos so you'll get a well done card and then it goes even higher as you move along the chain on that but it was never really a work-based system. So now it's sort of gone to, all right, we have portfolios on there and kids can upload work. Yep. And it's not um, exclusive to each child. Like other kids can see other kids' work and they can all comment on it. And it's like, like it's sharing. They can still see what they've done and, and yeah, they share their work that way. And that's how we talk to them. Mm. I mean, we can still do videos if we like to the kids but it's got to be at school you got to be in a classroom you got to have another teacher there like it's just all that sort of child protection stuff yes so yeah. it, it can get a bit hard and um for me personally you like to have a joke with the kids yes and you know them and like you know yeah you're not their friend but you sort of are their friend yes and i get a bit worried if i'm to do a video or to do a live chat with them that i might have an inside joke that i have with the kids all the time but maybe someone will overhear that and they won't be happy with it. So that's always on the back of your mind that you can't really be who you are normally with them. Yes. Because you're not in that setting. Yes. So that's been a bit tough. Mm. What What are the What are the ages of the kids that you mainly deal with? So um, at the moment, I am an RFF teacher. So I take the kids when the other teachers get their break. Yep. But as of week four or five, I'm taking a four, five, six class. Okay. So they range from eight to 11, eight yep. to 12. Yep, cool. And how do you think the kids have adjusted to this change? Do they really comprehend what's going on? No, the kids don't understand what's happening, but they've been brilliant. They've been such superstars. I mean, yeah. for my kids in particular, they're very set on routine. Yes. And that's how, they're, that's how they work. That's how their brain works, being kids with kids like that have autism or something like that. They're very stuck in a routine. So it's like it's I think it's been good for them to be able to adjust and change and have to okay, we're going to this classroom today or we're not doing 
maths at this time. Yeah. So it's been good in that sense for some of them, but for others that can't come in, it's hard for them. And you just think, oh, they might come back and they're going to be back at square one. Mm. Like it's, it, I think a lot of kids are going to restart back where they were. Yeah. Start of this year, even not the end of last year. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's probably like what's going to happen in the gym too. Oh, for sure. I don't think I'm going to be able to lift anything that I was lifting before. <laughs> um, I've been – the message I've been giving people is and, – and I don't know, do you – is this about with the kids as well? It's not about um, trying to push any great limits at the moment. It's just trying to maintain and learn a little bit as you go just yeah. to get to the other side of this. I mean, with the kids at the moment, of course, they're not learning anything new. You can't expect yeah. their parents to teach them stuff. Like, they're not teachers. Like, it's not on them. So it's a lot of um, stuff they've already learnt. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of like, outside activities. So go outside and they'll make a treasure hunt or come up with maths questions, but based on, like, I don't know, 10 leaves plus 10 leaves. Yep. And it's a lot of, like, hands-on, real-life sort of things. Yes, and it's just like it's just that interaction with them, so they don't feel like oh they're alone and they have no one else. Yeah, it's not yeah. really like you know your whole academic based, and we have to get this done. It's not like that. It's not that approach at all at the moment. Mm. Like they're still doing things, but yeah. it's not expected. Yeah, yeah. It's just just trying to do adapt to uh, slot, something slightly different and just keep them active and yeah. their mind active and keep them learning. Um, just maintaining their learn their in I guess curiosity and. Um, and just until we can get to the other side. And it's the same with the gym. Just maintain what you've got. And just like their mental health, really. Yeah. Yep. Like you don't want them to feel alone and like, oh, they've got no one because they're not with their friends. They're not with their teachers. Like they want to feel like they've still got people and home might be stressful. Like they might have mm. parents that have lost their jobs or parents might be working from home and they've got several kids. Like it's not... It's not easy on anybody. Yeah, exactly. How do you find? How are you finding the parents are, are coping with it? Um, because my role at the moment, I'm not so much parent-based, I guess, yep. parent-centred yep. with me at the moment. I mean, I hear things and, look, I think the parents are coping quite well. Yeah. Like, you're always going to get a few that are stressed out, but they, it's like this, getting stressed about it's not, it's not going to help anybody. Mm. And honestly, if, if you're a parent and you need help, contact the school, call the school. And even online, there is so many online resources that are free at the moment. You just look that up. There's YouTube videos for everything. Yeah. Jack Hartman. Jack Hartman all the way. If you need a song on anything, Google, um, YouTube Jack Hartman. He'll sing you a song. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> the saviour, Jack Hartman. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what I was going to ask. Do you have any advice for um, parents that might be um, looking for some help? Um, so they're all good things to, to consider. Um, so what's, what's happening, I guess... Is it the 11th of May, going back one day a week? Oh, Do you I know? Even, it's week three, whatever week three is. So we're in week one at the moment. Yep. And as of week three, I have no idea what date that is. Um, yeah, it's going back one day a week, but it's like a scheduled day. So it's not the whole school back one day. Kids will get set like a certain day that they're allocated to come in. Yep. And it's also not, like it's not compulsory. Parents yeah. can still decide if it's in their child's best interest, whether they send them or they don't send them. Okay. And it's not... It's no black dot against their name if they do or don't come. Like yes. Purely yep. for their child's sake or the parents' sake. Yeah. I think they want to just send send them back one day a week or just in this staggered approach to see to if see there the is any yeah. outbreaks and they can jump on top of it. and, and um, I mean, my school's doing everything they can. I mean, they've yeah. brought in all the extra um, hygiene stuff. There's all... There's, 
sanitizer galore everywhere. Yeah. The kids aren't sitting near each other. We're all in separate classrooms. Like it's all. Yeah. Like it's horrible. Yeah. Like it's it's not fun, but we're all coping and everyone seems happy. Everyone's in high spirits at the moment. So yeah, it's really good, isn't it? I think because we have been successful or to a point in actually dealing with this, um, that we're still positive. I can't imagine what it'd be like being in New York or London or Spain or Italy no. where it's just been absolute carnage in the hospitals and, you know, schools in total lockdown and it'd just be... And you just can't imagine it. Mm. And I think that's why it, it's like hit everyone so hard. Yeah. It was because, oh, like we sort of think, oh, no, nah, that wouldn't happen in Australia. Yep. And I guess we're just lucky that, well, we didn't get it in those really cold months like they got it as well. Mm. Yeah. And if we keep being smart about it, yeah. I mean, there's not much more we can do, is there? Yeah. Well, you've Unless put you've my mind like at rest. Vaccination. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think we're... Is that planes loud? Yeah. Um, I think we're in this until we get a vaccination. Yeah. So, which, yeah, with the gyms, I don't... I don't really know what's going to happen. What's going to happen, I know. What they're going to allow us to... I was hearing today that, um, you know, international travel and major sporting events, like having crowds together, are not going to be... Don't even worry about it this year. Um, so being able to open the roller door and just run classes willy-nilly, I, I think that's going to be a, a while away yeah. yet. So we'll just roll with the punches until we... Until, until otherwise I mean I'm pretty bad like I don't like watching the news because I get sick of hearing about it yeah so then all this new stuff oh I heard people like oh I heard this or I heard that and I'm like oh I knew nothing because I just sort of turn it off yeah all I can tell you is that I'm sick of hearing about them wanting to put the NRL on every single night yeah yeah because that's the that's that's the news at the moment because they're trying to because the NRL is trying to get back pretty quick yeah. and there's some controversy around it so the new the news you know because there hasn't been the infection rates have dropped and there's not a lot to talk about at the moment so they're jumping on the nrl yes. to but it's like everyone wants to go back to it come on guys exactly make it fair yeah 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 it's a tough job um yeah well i think you know i'm sure uh, it, it appears the all the teachers and principals and schools are just trying to do their best and um, really have the kids and the parents in the, you know, at the forefront of what they're trying to achieve and what they're trying to do to keep them safe. So, yeah. mate, good job. I mean, I'm lucky because I can still go into school, but I've got like people I work with that they've got compromised immune systems or they yeah. might live with someone that's not well. So they haven't been able to come in and I could not imagine how they're feeling. They've been locked at home for. Yeah weeks on end and they can't come in at all so yeah. at least i can go in there yeah yeah just having that outlet of being able to go in yeah so um what made you take on uh, teaching oh i have no idea to be honest because i absolutely hated high school hated <laughs> yeah. it i would i don't think i was even there much to be honest yeah so yeah i've got no idea i I sort of got, I got the offer, I guess. Yep. And it was actually for high school science. Okay. And I had a brother and sister in year oh, eight and 10 at the time, I think. Yep. And they would fight like all hell. And I was like, why do I want to go and deal with kids like you? So yep. then I decided to transfer to primary school. And yeah, right. Yeah. So you finished, you finished high school. Yep. And then you had to decide what to do at uni. Is that what? 
Well, because I was so slack at high school, yeah. I got the worst ATAR ever. Yeah. So I don't know, it was like 50 or something. So of course that was not enough to get you anywhere near uni. Yeah. So I had um, 12 months off, yeah. did a TAFE course. Yeah. That got me, I don't know, some sort of extra credit, which got me into the uni degree. Okay. So about, it was... I can't say, I, I like to say I wasted a year and a half because I had the year off and then wasted half a year doing the other degree that I transferred out of, but. Yeah. It's, nothing's a waste. It's always a, you know, a lesson or it's a, an experience. Well, um, did you do anything in that year? No, in I, I actually worked at Hungry Jacks for 10 years. So I just w- ah. took on more hours there and yep. did this TAFE course that was on management, frontline management or something. Yeah. Couldn't tell you a thing about it. Yeah. And then I thought I'd be smart and go back at night and do some computer course, but that didn't that didn't last long. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. But um, um, I showed horses, so that was a lot of my – that was a big chunk of my life, really. Yeah, okay. It's like they're all still at mum's. I don't do it as much now, but when I was a kid, it was all the time, and I think that's where all my time was really dedicated to when I was in high school. Yeah, right. I'd much rather be out riding a horse than yeah. going to school. Yeah, I'll um I'll get to um childhood and and horses and and stuff with um going. Which uni did you go to? UWS. Okay. So uh, I went to and so is that how you've sort of got into the gyms through Western Sydney Uni? No, um I don't even know how I got onto the uni gym. Got no idea why I even started there. Oh, actually, I think I was at um, one of just one of the standard twenty-four hour gyms. Oh yeah, yeah. And I hated just going in there and ignoring, like, putting in my headphones and ignoring everyone and acting like no one was there. Yeah, yeah. So then I joined the uni gym, and they had some really good boot camps and that every day, and it was a good atmosphere. So that was fun to start with. Yeah. Got really into it. Yeah. Wouldn't couldn't miss a day. Was doing the Saturdays and all that, and then yeah, they closed well they got taken over and I wasn't a fan of it and everyone had been telling me try CrossFit try CrossFit and I was like nah there's no way I could do CrossFit I'm not I'm not fit enough for CrossFit and then I sucked it up one day and came and it's funny how everyone has that perception that I'm not fit enough or I'm gonna wait till I get fit to join CrossFit um yeah like that is a huge barrier for people wanting to to start CrossFit um did you have fun at uni or did you did, was that a good nah. experience for you? Uni was just uni. Yeah. Didn't have the uni social life, did my timetable, so I made sure I was there one day, two days. Had the worst first prac ever. Like, people say to me, how did you even finish your degree after that prac? What happened? Oh, just, it was just a disaster, let's put it that way. <laughs> Don't want to incriminate myself. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, I, I had to then redo a prac, so it put me six months behind, which then they brought in all these initial testings you had to do, a numeracy and literacy one. Yep. And they changed the dates on those. So I missed the cutoff. So that put me another six months behind. Yep. So my uni, that should have been, what, four and a half years? I don't even know. It took me six years maybe to do it. But hey, it's done now. It's done. Yeah. And honestly, people are like, how did you even keep going? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Did, did you ever consider giving up or changing no because i don't i don't come from an extremely wealthy family and i didn't want that for myself and i wanted to achieve something and i hated look my 10 years at hungry jacks i hated that go with that like that was your job every day Mm. and people do it and that's fine but it wasn't something that i wanted to do i wanted to 
sort of achieve something. Yes. So no, there was no way I was giving up, but it, yeah. it was a fight to get there. So that 10 years was a motivation to keep going yeah. and to, to want a better life yeah. and, and not the, be and there. Yeah. And the amount of times I'd be like, no, I've had enough, I'm quitting. And just not being able to get another job. Yes. And to think, oh, this is like, is this what it's going to be like if you don't go and get, like keep going with what you're doing? Yeah. So, yeah, and, and I love teaching. When did you graduate? Oh, what year are we? 2020. 2020. Um, 17, end of 17. Yep. Okay. What was the feeling like when you graduated or you got the last exam practice? passed and you knew you were done that that just that feeling of I did it so I think uni likes to um bluff a lot of people and I'm not one that can easily be bluffed like I'll find my way around something without doing it the super hard way yep like I will find the easy way out in a good way I guess that sort of is like I'm not lazy lazy but you're you like to be efficient yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. and I like to know what I'm doing yeah so um for example they would for your pracs, they'd say, oh, you, you, you can't miss a prac lecture. You will fail, rah, rah. And I was like, yeah, right. If I go on a prac and they p- p- that teacher passes me at the end, you're not going to fail me on a prac lecture. So true Demi spirit, didn't go to a single prac lecture, passed the prac, passed uni. So sometimes uni's just like try to pull the wool over your eyes and I was like, no, nah, I'm not listening to you. But yeah, I had to go into, so my master's was at Bankstown. Mm-hmm. And I had to go in there and hand in this, what was it, like 68-page final report. Jesus. And it was horrible to try and write it. It was absolutely horrible. And I took it in there. And um, so my uni was a roller coaster of emotions. And I gave it to, she was my supervisor at the time. And she was there when my first prac blew up in both our faces and was just horrible. And I walked into there and she looked at me and she had, I had my piece of paper there and we both just burst into tears because she was like, I don't even know how you got here. And we're both really? just in her office, just crying our eyes out. I don't know wow. what everyone else walking around was thinking, but it was just such a big deal for both of us. And I think for her to see me keep going and finish. So I handed in that assignment um, I was with James, that's my now husband, yeah. and we um, got in the car and we actually ended up going to his best mate's wedding. Awesome. And that was it. The assignment was in and I was out of there and never going back. And that, would, that must have been the relief was just that emotional response to that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you did it, it's done. Yeah. I mean, you had to wait, what, six months to get your piece of paper and graduate and all that, but I was like, oh, it was done. Yeah, just being able to submit everything that you've been asked to do and just that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you did you start teaching straight away or did you um, do because something? Because I finished at the end of the year. You have to go and you have to do a um, interview with the department to prove that you can um, teach the standards. Yeah. It's a whole technical education stuff. Yeah. So I did that and then you have to get your um, casual teaching number, which as everyone could probably imagine is a process and a half to go through all that sort of stuff. So by the time that came yep. in, I started the beginning of the next year. Okay. And it sort of took a bit to sort of start. I mean, I was, it was just resumes out to schools because it was just casual stuff. But once I got um, a couple of days, I didn't stop. Yep. So, yeah. Cool. Well, um, are you able to say what school you work at? I work at Hobartville. 
Oh, okay, nice so and close. Right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts do you live? I currently live in Freeman's Reach, but yep. we're renovating in Hobartville as well. Too easy. So I can just yeah. walk everywhere. You will be, be walking, fun. literally. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was what was it like being able to land um, a, a job basically close to home? And was that a good feeling? It was a good feeling. Um, all the schools I sort of put resumes in were local. Nothing was, I was like, I'm not going to drive an hour to work when there's so many schools within 10, yep. 15 minutes of my house. So I did that. Um, I did do a couple of days over at Blacktown and going there was okay. And coming home, I was like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah. But yeah, getting the job at Hobartville was great. It's yep. like, cause Freeman's Reach now, what, I'm 15 minutes away from work. I can literally be super lazy one morning and be like, oh, it's quarter past eight, quick, get in the car and go there. Yep. I'm no super lucky to get that job there. Yeah. I think, and um, oh, my supervisor at the moment, she goes, yeah, you were pretty persistent. You handed your resume in three times. So I thought I should give you a go. Mm, so I was like, oh, good. Perseverance pays off. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually was was hearing there was a t- there's a TED talk which I mean to um, listen to about do you know TED talks? Yep. Um, about the the qualities to make someone successful and the one thing that came out amongst on top of over intelligence and money and all that was perseverance. Yeah, for sure. And don't anyone make you feel bad that you keep pestering people because I pester all the way and yeah. Yep. You get there in the end. They call it pester power. <laughs> There's um, in marketing, there's so uh, five years to 11 years, they call it pester power. And, um, you know, yeah, that kid walking around the shopping center, pulling on mum or dad's leg. Hey, I want that. I want that. I want that. And they just give it to them. They, they buy it. In. Pester power. Exactly. And, um, now, and now I'm there and I'm good. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. also too, it shows that you, you're keen and you want to, it's something that you really want to do. I want to do, yeah. Yeah. Um, would you change anything about your journey so far? No, I think it's shaped me. It's made me a, I'm like, I like to think I'm tough, but I could probably cry at the drop of the heart too. So <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't change it. That. I yep. wouldn't change it. Everything I've got, I've got cause I worked for it. So. Mate, that's, that's awesome. And you don't want it any other way cause now it'll always mean something to you. Yeah. What's your long term, do you have long term goals with teaching? Um, I can't say I have a long-term goal with teaching and I hope my supervisor is not listening to this <laughs> because I want to, or we, I should say we want to, I am married, yes, we want to open a glamping business. Oh, yeah. And I would love to own a dessert bar. Yep. Would love to. So glamping and desserts, yep. Well, teaching can always be a part of that. Yeah, I'll just go, it's all right. I yeah. can work like three days and then yeah. glamp the other days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what's involved with glamping? Oh, uh, so first of all, we need some land. Yep. And um, our aim was out near Oberon, out that way. Yep. And um, it's supposed to snow there and yeah, tomorrow. It's so Friday. cool. Yeah. And you can buy these really funky tents, and you can buy ones that stop the snow. It's okay, guys. You won't <laughs> freeze if you come glamping at our tents. <laughs> and they they're full on luxury hotels in these tents. Yeah. And we actually went and did one at Mudgee um, as a little getaway after our wedding, and it was amazing and we were like yeah we're gonna do this one day yeah did so, you go yeah. towards um back towards Capite or Lithgow or towards Dubbo Bathurst when you were out at Mudgee was it um it was like right in the middle of Mudgee oh okay cool yeah. mm, I only asked because um I lived out in Mudgee for a couple of oh, years okay it's a beautiful town 
Yeah. Yeah, it's nice out there. They're yeah. just we just got to think about what's going to attract people to it in Oberon, though. Whereas Mudgee has the wineries, so people mm. go there for that. But we'll get there. We'll get there. That would be actually you're you're 100 right. Why Oberon? Um, whereas you could combine it as an alternative to because there's a lot of accommodation in Mudgee yeah. and you know hotels and um, bread and breakfast, bread and breakfast, B and Bs. You could give like take on that niche market of wineries, tours, and glamping. Yeah, I'd love it, and yeah. I want to. And I want to have corgis. So Are you dead I'm set, set on too. Oberon? Oh, we're working on it. Mm. I've sort of gone off Oberon a bit, and I think Oberon's just. We've always wanted land. We've both come from land, so the suburban thing is not really us. Yeah. And I think when we were a lot younger, we used to always just drive out to Oberon. So it was just oh Oberon, Oberon, Oberon. But like I would go elsewhere because yeah. you've got like you've got to find a reason for people to go there. Otherwise, you're going to set yourself up to fail to start with. Exactly. Yep. I so totally agree. I'm open on different locations, but yep. let's finish this project first. Yeah. Um, have you? Have you? So you went. Um, you've had that glamping experience yeah. after you got married. What was it like? Oh, it was so pretty. It was so yeah. nice, and there was just it was. They had so they had three tents, and they were nowhere near anybody and it was like just no one was near you yeah it was it was just so nice and I think um for people that don't like camping as such it's just their way of you know oh I'm, I'm camping but I'm not camping yeah so yeah yeah what's what some are what are some of the little touches that make it clamping oh definitely the bath on the deck okay and there was and the oh the fireplace there was a fireplace in the tent yeah wow so the tent I stayed in had a two baths one inside one outside and a fireplace, big king bed. Yeah, it's not really camping, it's glamping. <laughs> <laughs> Are these permanently set up or? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, so that makes more sense. Uh, I don't think they would be, they'd obviously be a lot cheaper than having a permanent structure. Um, mm, they're about um, 25 each tent. Yeah, okay. And then when you start adding like the bigger tents or the fireproof ones or your snow ones. You've got a house. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, but it's the setup. If you don't set it up properly, it's not going to ever go anywhere. Yep. So mm. there's no point skimping to start with or yeah. setting yourself up to fail, aren't you? Yeah, exactly right. And dessert bar. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> so what's involved with that? I don't know. I am not a cook at all. I hate cooking like dinner sort of things, but ask me to make you dessert and I'm all over it. Mm -hmm. Waffles, Nutella pizza, like all that sort of stuff. Yep. I just love it and I like, love making it look pretty and I think part of me likes to feed other people so I'm not eating too. Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts would you have you? Just like is it something that you would have at weddings or is it so, like a shop? Uh, I or? feel like I'd like it as a little shop and it would just be like your Friday, Saturday night sort of thing. So not a, not a full-time sort of, you know, sort mm. of thing but yeah. yeah. Something like, have you ever, did you ever go to Adriana Zumbo's at Leichhardt? Yes, I did. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that? Yeah. Perfect. The old, Nothing um, too big, just a nice little place. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, I'm going to go to Demi's dessert bar. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you call it? Probably. <laughs> so original. Yeah. I walked into that Zumbo's and, uh, is this it? Like, it's so, so tiny. But um, that's and, all you would yeah, need. And the people that went there. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, well, he's shot to fame from MasterChef, mm. hey? That's how I found out about it anyway. So 
Cool. Um, what do you need to make those two happen? Uh, money. Yep. <laughs> um, now nah, we don't we don't need much. We're both pretty driven, so it's like I can't see it being a three-year plan. It's more to a five or plus year plan. I think. Yep. Something but, to work, something to keep you motivated and keep you hopeful and working towards a happy life. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And you said you're married. Yes. And how long have you guys been together? Been together uh, almost eight years. Yeah. And we got married August last year. Cool. And did you say James? Yeah. All right. How did he propose? Uh, good on Jim. Um, so <laughs> he can't keep a secret to save his life. If he not, he's very, oh, how do I say it? Um, he's not good at buying me presents. Okay. And if he does, you've got to have it the day he's bought it. He can't hold on to it. So the day that he went and picked up the ring, it was just a random Monday night. Yep. And of all things, we've been over to Ikea and we've been over to um, Costco. Yep. We literally had coleslaw and chicken for dinner. And for some reason, he didn't want to go home before it got dark. And I couldn't figure out why we're staying out so late. Normally, we're home because we get up early. Rah, rah. I'm like, why are we not going home? Anyway, we get home like 9.30 at night. And he runs inside while I'm still getting stuff out of the car. And I'm like, I don't know what this guy's doing. What's he on about? <laughs> so I go inside and... um. He goes, oh, can you come out here and help me with these fairy lights? And um, so I'm thinking, what does he want help with fairy lights for? Like, okay. And, and um, normally I'd be like, no, do it yourself. But for some reason I walked outside and there he is down on one knee under the fairy lights that were working fine. Yeah. And he goes, will you marry me? And I was wow. like, oh, don't be stupid. Get up. What are you doing? And I did not see that he had this rock, uh, box in front of him. And then, it, you know, it all clicked and whatever. And then it was... He had this little bowl of champagne and whatever, and we sat on the front steps, looking like total dags, but totally happy. And then, yeah, told a bunch of people the next day. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, does that that probably sums you up? Yeah, that's. Um, he would have been nervous as hell. Oh, he was so nervous, and I was like, yeah. "Why?" As if I would ever say no. Like, I have been pestering <laughs> you forever, so. Yeah, but you still get nervous. And he told me that the he wasn't worried I'd find the ring. He was worried I'd find the bottle of champagne in the fridge and I would ask what the champagne's for. Yeah, okay. Did um, How long after that did you actually get married? So we got engaged the November and was married the next August. So yeah, not long at all. I just wanted it done. I didn't want to yep. think about it for several years. So yep. we just did it. And we actually went out Oberon Way looking at wedding venues. Okay. But I ended up getting married in the Hunter Valley. Oh, cool. Um, did you stay up there? Ex like, where'd you go for your honeymoon? Was that out we, of Mudgee um, for the glamping? Or? Yeah, we did the glamping two nights or three nights. Two or three nights after the wedding. And we decided, because we'd also been overseas last year. Yeah. We went to um, the Netherlands and... Oh, where else we go? France, Belgium, all those you know European places. We spent five weeks overseas, so we didn't want to take any more time off work. Mm. So we decided we'd do the wedding, um, have two days, three days over there, and then we waited till the school holidays and went to um, Tassie. Awesome. We did two weeks in Tassie. Wow. So, you, um, so what does James do? He works on power lines. Okay. Yeah. Does he? Um, so you said he, he works for the government as well? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, they're owned by the government, yeah. Yeah, so he's here sparky by trade and... No. No? Just power lines. Okay. So when we needed our new house wired, he could not do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, so travelling, where, like, 
yeah, you just mentioned a few places and what, where's your favourite place? Oh, Amsterdam, hands down. Yeah. Loved it. Have you ever been? No. Oh, beautiful. I'm not a traveller, hey. I hated it. The flight, hated it. Like yeah. if you said to me, Demi, here's two free tickets to Amsterdam tomorrow, I think I'd be like, no, thank you. Because the flights killed me. What, what? about the flights oh just uh, do you not like flying or is it just the length I, of time i had never flown that far to start with i yep. think my max was like you know melbourne or brisbane <laughs> so you're like an hour max yep. on the plane yeah but um oh just and jim can sleep anywhere just can fall asleep and i can't and oh it was hot and stuffy and yeah pay for the extra leg room honestly what was the what was the flight leg sydney or to oh, sydney to abu dhabi yep maybe it was 14 i think yeah and then Abu Dhabi to Amsterdam, I think it was nine. Jesus. And we did it in like one slog. Oh. So we, we were in Abu Dhabi for like two hours onto the next one. Yep. So Good. what was it, what did you love the most about Amsterdam? It's just such a pretty place. Yep. And the, the history and the culture, like it's just, it's so nice. And you look like we have photos from there and it just looks like we're standing in front of a backdrop. Like it just doesn't look real. Yep. It's just such a pretty place. Mm. I did a podcast yesterday with Guy Carter. Yeah. And he went to Switzerland and he was saying the same same sort of thing, like just looking. And he sent me photos afterwards. They're almost photos that you could put an inspirational quote over the top of and yeah, be inspired and it like by it. You totally photoshopped it and you didn't. You just yeah. took the photo. Yeah. 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 It was so nice. Mm. And even just like, because I have family that live in Holland. Okay. Well, actually, though, they've moved to Amsterdam now. Because my um, cousin got signed to a soccer team over there. Wow. So, yeah, he's pretty a big deal. So, yeah, he's now yeah. in Germany and the rest of them are in Amsterdam. Mm. So, we were pretty lucky. We got to go and we sort of based ourselves with them. And then we went and did our little trips from their base. Awesome. So, it was really good having someone there that you knew and could actually speak English. Because yeah, yeah. that was tough. Yeah. But, yeah, that was good too, having them there. Have you spoken to them recently about how they've been affected by what's happening yeah, coronavirus yeah um we did a facetime on easter with the whole family yep um it's not affecting them as much like they've obviously the schools have closed and whatnot there and my yep. cousin can't leave germany to go see the rest of the family so you know it would it would be impacting them but they didn't seem to phased by it all yep. which was good yeah because he wouldn't be playing soccer at the moment hey no he actually had an injury okay in his was his ankle so he's recovering from that so i guess it's a good time to recover from that yep so. yeah cool do you think you'll go back there soon probably not soon i'd love to but yeah i don't know i'd love to go back to england we did go to england for um a week because i wanted to go to royal windsor horse show oh uh, yeah and I had like my blinkers on or something because all we did was go to Windsor for a week. We did not go to anywhere else in England. <laughs> and we came back and we're like, why? Why did you all over there and you did not leave that one little town? Uh, that's but all right. I said I'll give us an excuse to go back. Yeah, 100%. That's right. You've got to leave your options open. Yeah, you can't see everything. Otherwise, you'll never go back. Exactly right. Um, outside of Amsterdam, what was your next favourite place? Mm. There's so many people here that, that travel, that have done so many countries. Well, outside of Amsterdam. Germany was pretty funky. Yeah. But again, we did a lot of like little towns. Yeah. And we went to- Fr Off the beaten track. Yeah, yeah. We went to Fromelles in France. I don't know if, you yeah. know if you've heard of Fromelles. I have. 
Like we didn't do very um, emotional and strong war history. Yeah, we, so we went out to the war memorials and mm. had a look at all that, and we're actually there on Anzac Day as well. So what, that was quite. What like, was that like? It's just, it just really hits you. Yeah. Like, like we all understand and we all appreciate what happened, but when you're there and you're seeing like how far away these people were from their families, and it's just, it's just fields, mm. like it's nothing there, and you just think, oh, like it really hits you. Yes. And you go and you look at the um, grave sites that are there and they're like they're thousands of miles away from where they came from and and that's why we have what we have. Yeah. Like it really it really hits you <clears throat> being there. Yeah. But um yeah, such cute little places though. Mm. Lovely little houses there. Yeah. Yeah, to to think about you know the luxuries that we have um and what they would have had to experience just getting there. Yeah. And then to fight for their lives and then to lose their lives there. Um, and then how long it would have taken for their families to know whether they were, what had happened to them. Just, yeah, we, we're actually very, so fortunate now. Yeah, you can't even imagine it. I mean, and I whinge because yeah. I can't go and have brunch on Saturday. Like, yeah, that's right. When you really put it down to everything, it's like, yeah, come on, stop whinging. Yeah. There's worse things in the world. Yeah. Did you like Tasmania? I did like Tasmania. It's a bit... Um, Probably wouldn't spend two weeks there again, you know. Yeah. It's a bit little for that, but it was quite nice. Yeah. Would you go back? No. Nah. Okay. That's I'd done. I'd rather go um, other places. Yeah. Look, don't get me wrong. It was it was nice, but I've seen it now. Yeah. yeah. Very much I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. Yeah. Um, if they lift international travel and you could travel again, where would you go first? Hands down England. Yeah. Okay. Go to England, go to London, and Scotland. And not Windsor. No, not Windsor. <laughs> I would go back to Royal Windsor Horse Show though. Yeah. Was totally fun. Got mm. cancelled this year, but oh well. Like everything else. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Oh, everywhere. Yeah. So it sounds I, exciting. I um so mum and dad divorced when I was two. Yep. So I had a younger brother who was a newborn at that point. Um, we were living Pennant Hills. Mm-hmm. So that's all of a bit of a blur. Yeah. I think it was a bit too little for all of that. Yeah. Um, mum remarried. Um, to my now dad, call him dad. He's always always been dad. Yeah. Um, and they lived in Quakers Hill. Okay. Um, decided when I was eight, I think, that I wanted a pony. So mum bought me my first pony and we adjusted it in Quakers Hill. Decided, no, mum, I want another pony. Got another pony. So then we ended up having to move to Acreage. So we moved to Moralia. Yep. And then we sort of... Moved around between Moralia, Oakville, um, South Maruda, and now, yeah, they're back in um, Moralia. Okay. So, yeah, went to a bunch of different primary schools, I think five in total. Cause wow. Because we moved a lot. Yeah. But when you look back, it's my fault. I wanted all these horses. Yeah, yeah. It's um, good that you, your mum allowed you to do that. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty lucky. That's yeah. Is she into horses? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it was like a... Wasn't okay. b- wasn't before like she had a horse as a child, but not, yeah, like when I got them, we went into the um, showing and everything. So she wasn't competitive like that. Yeah, but yeah, she was like, all right, that's yeah. what we're doing. So what what have you done with horses? So ponies, horses, um, the whole lot, all yeah. of them. But we do showing. Not many people really understand it. When when I try and talk about it, I don't really understand it either. But it's pretty much you just make them look pretty and they go around in circles and the prettiest one wins. That's, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
sort of did a bit of polo cross and a bit of show jumping cross country and all that but I think I'm always going to go back to that showing yeah yeah side of things there's a few people here that have got horses or have something to do with the horse industry in various different forms yeah so um it's expensive oh yeah tell me about it yeah and I, it's just time consuming too like I don't think I've I've hardly touched them since I moved out of home. Yeah. And I don't think you can ever take the horse out of me. Like I miss it terribly, but it's just finding that time to to do it. Yeah. Again. Do you find, um, so when you go and ride, is that a relaxation for you? I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I rode. Yeah. Is it relaxing? Not really. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm there to get the job done. Like. Yeah. I don't, I don't find it relaxing, no. Okay. <laughs> um. Like, I still like it. Yeah. It sounds weird. I don't find it relaxing, <laughs> but I do enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think you will get back around horses at all oh, I hope later so. on down the track? I hope so. I've been promised a lovely horse truck, so okay. let's hope it gets filled with a couple of horses. Yeah, come on, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you have a happy childhood? Uh Relatively, I'd say. Yeah. Can't say uh, mum and dad, like that was all easy, you know, shared custody and all that, but um, yep. I came out the other side. You come out of it okay. All right. Yeah. And they're okay? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're good. Um, do you have brothers and sisters? I do. So I have one, I don't know, it sounds bad, you say full brother. Yeah. He's fully related to yep. me. And then I have, so my dad remarried and he's got two boys and a girl. Okay. And then mum remarried my now dad and they've got two boys, yes, and a girl as well. Yeah, wow. What's Christmas like? Christmas is insane and I said this year to Jim that we are not leaving our house. (laughs) People, if they want to come, they can just drop in. Yeah. Because last year it was... It was at our place and then it was to Jim's sisters and then it was to mum's and then it was to Nan and Pop's and then it was back to Jim's parents. And I was like, it was just not enjoyable at all. And because you guys don't have kids yet, it'll that years are expected to go around. Yep. Yeah. So I said, next year, I'm just opening the front door and anyone could just pop in whenever. Sounds good. I'm not doing it. Um, Work-wise, what was your first ever job? Yeah, Hungry my Jacks? first ever job was Hungry Jacks and um, McGrath's Hill. Okay. But it used to be, um, oh, what's there now? Like a camping shop? Well, I don't know. Yeah, there's like Audi and McGrath's Hill and next to it, oh, yeah. there's a camping shop. Well, that used to be Hungry Jacks. Right. And we actually just went in there for dinner one night and the lady manager working there knew a horse that we had. Okay. And she was talking to us about this horse that we had. And we were just like, okay, yep, yeah, no worries, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, would you like a job? And I was like, no, I don't want a job. I think I was 14. And mum was like, yeah, she wants a job. She wants a job. <laughs> got the job. and I've got horses. I've got ponies to pay for. And yeah, stayed there. Just never left. Yeah. Like it was good because it was flexible and I could be like, no, I can't work this time. Can work this time. But yep. I mean, it was still crap. Yeah. It must have been okay to stay there 10 years. Was that your only job before teaching? Yeah. I went and did some trial at... Um, Hog's Breath, actually, in Clarendon. Oh, yeah. And then they were, like, bankrupt the next week. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think that lasted. Okay, cool. No worries. Okay. Yeah, like, I looked for other jobs, but then they just weren't as flexible. It was good there. I could be like, I've got this prac on or I've got this horse show on or. Yeah. 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 It worked. That's what those jobs are, are designed for is just to, it's convenient for everyone. You get some casual labor. 
yeah. for those that you know that own the business and you know you get by with that um there's not too much commitment but then it's flexible enough for you to still do what you need to yeah. do so i mean it wasn't great but whatever it paid some bills it, it paid for my car <laughs> it's all good what kind of car you got oh now i have a master three a fancy one but before fancy. that i had a um Barina. yeah that cost me a fortune because I was a... That was at your first car? Yeah, silly, naive child that got a seven-year loan. <laughs> and it, uh, if, We've all been there. If you could name something that went wrong with it, it was wrong with it. So, okay. yeah, then I got a new one. Upgrade to the fancy Mazda. Yeah. I like to think it's fancy anyway. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I mean, I love a Range Rover, Jim, if you're listening, <laughs> but the Mazda will do. Uh, Range Rover, horses, yeah, glamping, taste, expensive and a dessert taste. bar. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Um, you've recently lost a lot of weight. Yes. Can you, can we talk about that? We can. So what, where were you at a point where you like decide, okay, what, what did you, where were you and what, what was the journey? Okay. Well, weight, something I've struggled with my whole, whole life. Like Mm -hmm. I was quite big at high school as well. And um, in that year off that I had before going to uni, I was like, really kicked my butt into gear then and lost a whole bunch then. And then I think just the uni assignments, just all that, I just ate my emotions, I think, and then put it all back on. And I think it had a lot to do also with traveling. Mm -hmm. And I'd drive an hour to uni or hour and a half to uni and then back. So I'd fill the time with eating and spending majority of your time sitting around writing essays rather than outside doing stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, it just sort of packed on. So it's always been something that I've struggled with. Yeah. And I'd always tried to lose it myself, like alone. Hence mm-hmm. why I did like, you know, the 24 hour gyms and hiding there and everything. And I got to a point where... Um, do you know why you try to do it alone? I think I was just ashamed, sort of like, you know, oh, I don't look like the other people in the gym. So I don't want to talk to any of them like I think I was scared of being judged yeah like even now I'll be like oh I'm a bit worried that someone's watching me and no one's watching me no one cares yeah you're all everyone's here doing their own thing yeah and that was like something I really had to learn was that you're there doing your own stuff and people aren't horrible like you think they are and if you need help someone will help you yeah was it something you were always conscious about Uh, my weight your weight yeah yeah and it was always you know wear the oversized clothes or if you went somewhere it was sit there with a pillow over your stomach or yeah you know that sort of thing so Mm. it was not I was never like confident with it no I wasn't like a bigger person that was happy to flaunt no yeah I was a very much high don't get in photos sort of person yeah so really it really affected your confidence and self-esteem yeah what what was the in the latest occasion? How much weight have you lost? I think I'm at like 34, 35 kilos. Amazing. So I think at my heaviest, I was 113. Okay. When I came back from overseas last year, I was 113. How do you? How did you feel back then? Um, just not confident. I mean, I can't. I I was I was happy. Yeah. Like I wasn't a sad person, but just not a confident person. I'd say. Yeah. And I think I just always thought it was just too hard and like, oh, I can't do what other people are doing, so I won't be able to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot about just not knowing, like not having that knowledge, not knowing what to eat, what exercises to do, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 
So then I decided that, okay, I need to do something about this. Plus I had a wedding coming up now. So yeah, that was, was an incentive as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, so at 113 kilos and you feel like that, what was the trigger? Like what, what was the motivation or the fuel to say, I've got to change? So, um, so when I came back at 113, that was May last year, and Jim had proposed to me the November before that, I must admit I did put on probably 10 kilos overseas. I pretty much ate my way through Europe. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend not That's doing it though. Like probably it's totally, easy it is, to do. It is worth it. Yeah. Like they do do good food. Yeah. So I had sort of started before we went away, but I wasn't committed knowing that I had that trip coming up. Yeah. And knowing, oh, well, when I do that, like it's, what I've done before is going to mean nothing because you're going to come back at square one. I had that mentality. Yeah. So it was really, all right, we, we got back from overseas. I had a friend's wedding that weekend. And then the Monday after it was like, all right, this is happening. And I'm very much, once I set my mind to doing it, I'll do it. So it was like, no, this is happening. This is what we're doing. So what, when you made the decision, this is happening, what, for those that might be struggling with it at the moment themselves, what were the things that you changed and the, what habits did you put in place? Okay, so first of all, I actually went and spoke to my GP because I um, Great start. was like, okay, there's got to be something I can do because I was always hungry. And I'm like, there's got to be something like I need to go and talk to my GP. So I went to a GP and um, she was like, well, you could take this or do this or see a dietitian and rah, rah. And I was like, well, I don't really want to take anything. I want to sort of do it without taking stuff. So she actually did prescribe me Duramine, which is meant to be like an appetite suppressant. Mm -hmm. For me, it didn't work. I, would, I just wouldn't eat during the day and then I'd still be starving at night time. Yeah. So that's when you binge eating ate and all, uh, happened and all that. So for me, that didn't work. I mean, for some people it might, but for me, that didn't work. Yep. Um, so yeah, what really helped me was um, talking to someone and getting a nutrition plan and just really educating me that I can eat carbs, I can eat fats, like I don't have to starve myself because I was. I was, you know, three shakes a day, 600 calories working out and like, why am I losing anything? Like I was, and, but that's where I thought that I had to be. Yes. So yeah, it really helped me going and talking to someone who, who knew the stuff. Mm. So yeah, I did. I spoke to a, a girl who used to work at the uni gym and she did a nutrition plan for me. She did the whole, we did week by week measurements. We did um, programs together. And yeah, that's where it really kicked off. And now that I'm educated on it, I can keep, like I keep going. Mm. Like I haven't spoken to anybody else nutrition wise in maybe, or since I spoke to her first and I think about it and I think oh, I should go talk to someone like Shay because Shay's brilliant and knows a lot, mm. but I think I know it already. And for me, it's working right now. So for me, I don't think that's something I need to go and do at the moment. That's something that when you feel stuck yeah, or, okay, I am, yeah, I've, I've plateaued what's something like a just a different perspective someone can give you yeah. that you hadn't thought of um but you're doing awesome mate um how do you feel now oh, i feel great yeah i feel so good like like being a bigger person you would imagine like i have like i have excess skin that i absolutely hate and i'll bang on about it but like when you think okay demi you've lost 35 kilos you got to expect that you'd have that yes so like I will get like conscious of it and whatever, but coming like from looking at pictures from where I was to where I am now, it's yes. nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, it's incredible transformation. You should be so proud of yourself. Um, 
what was the first month like? It was absolutely horrible because the first like lot of nutrition was a lot of um, oh, like a lot of sweet potato and pumpkin and stuff. <laughs> and I remember just trying to figure out ways to cook this stuff yeah. that was different. And the amount of like vegetable rice I ate, blended it all up and put it together. Oh, literally give me a sweet potato now and I will throw it at you because I'm like, oh, I just can't. Yeah. The first, it's just... It's, yeah, it's like, it's, it's not easy. I'm not going to tell people like, it's easy to lose weight. It's not, it's horrible. It's hard. It's hard work. And someone like me, who's like, I'm always thinking about what my next meal is going to be, or mm-hmm. that makes it even worse. Like yes. food is a big thing for me. Whereas James, the other half, he doesn't care. Food's not a deal for him at all. So for me, I'm like, oh, like, when am I going to eat next? Sort yeah. of thing. So like, it was so hard. Do you, do you feel your food still attached to your emotions? Uh, no, not so much. Okay. Nah. Yeah, that's good. What things got you through mentally to keep going through that month when it was hard? Oh, that wedding dress? Yeah. It's a I mean, strong it's motivation. probably bad to say that I did it because of my wedding dress, but I had to fit the wedding dress. Yep. Yeah. So I just kept going. Yeah. And, you know, get up and you just keep going and you do it again and again and again. And now I can do burpees. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any moments where you had any breakdowns? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I really struggled with, like, I'd be really good and I would eat and then I would go and make myself throw up. Mm. And that's something that I can still struggle with now. Like, yeah. At the moment, like, not all the time, but sometimes we'll be like, all right, we'll have a treat. So we'll have some pizza or something. And I really got to sit there and talk to Jim about, it's okay that you had this pizza. Like you don't need to go and throw it up. You're not going to put on 10 kilos because you've had this bit of pizza. So that's something that I still find I struggle with, mm-hmm. but nowhere near like I used to. Yeah. And that's fantastic that you have that um, support there with him to be able to verbalize what you're feeling. Yeah. Because I think that's really um it's so helpful to people when they're going through something like that to have that support just to talk yeah. and have someone else there listen and to reinforce that you're not crazy or what you are doing is, you know, meaningful and yeah. good for you. And I think it was good for me to actually open up and talk to people about that too. Yeah. Like um, Sandy, Shay's mum. Mm-hmm. So she's my gym mum. Yeah. Love it a bit. Love and you, I Sandy. met her at um, the uni gym Yeah. and sort of just... Um, yeah, just like she's my mom now. Yeah. So yeah. Um, she's my buddy and she's been so great to talk to. And when I'm feeling like down and whatever, I can be like, hey, Sandy, have yeah. a chat with me about it. And yeah, she'll be like, you're okay, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I love Sandy and telling her and also telling Cassidy about yeah. it. Yeah. So having these other people that I can talk to about it as well has really helped me. Cause yeah, you three seem to have formed a really positive, healthy, happy mm-hmm. um friendship group um has that been really good for you yeah that's been really good for me I mean uh, I had Sandy the whole way through the uni gym which was great and I didn't really like I met Cass there but didn't really get to know Cass till I came here yep and um even now Cass will come over and we'll we'll train together not so much poor poor, our poor gym mum yeah we sort of um kicked her out a bit when Cass and I decided we'd be um comp partners together yep but yeah, having extra people's been great. Yeah. Because I've ne- I'm not like I don't have a big group of friends. Yeah. So having a few extra people to talk to has been really good too. Yeah. And I don't have to bombard Jim with 
every problem as well. Yeah, spread you know, it around. He's got work too. Do you feel in a place now where you can keep going with this and stay on track? Yeah. 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 Are you fearful of um, going back? 100%. Yeah. 100%. And that's why I think I struggle so bad with letting myself have, you know, treat food. Yeah. Because I think, oh, I don't want to go back yeah. like that. Yeah. So I calorie count and macro count every day. And yeah. I'm like, I've, I'm better. Like, yeah. So like Saturdays we might, you know, have a cheese platter or we might have pizza and I'm way better than what I was. Yeah. But For yeah, sure. And I being still, okay with just having that and then getting back on track. And yeah. See, that's something I'm really good with is I can have that bit of, you know, junk food or bad food or not yeah. good choice food, whatever you want to call it. And I can get straight back onto it the next day. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. They might have junk food for, you know, breakfast and think, oh, I've done it now. I better have it for lunch and I better have it for dinner. And, oh, I'll start again next Monday. Yeah. And I think it's getting through that, getting over that, that no, you can have it once and then, you know, you go back to what you've been doing. Yeah. And I was like that. Yeah, for sure. I was like, oh, I'll start next week. Oh, I've already eaten that today. So I just keep going. Yeah. Did you have any say blood tests or get your hormones checked when you went to the GP. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really interested that you said that first, because I think that's a really important first step that if you want to achieve some sort of long-term change in your health, um, to be able to make sure there's nothing sinister going yeah, on. Yeah, no underlying problems. Underlying like, problems. I was like, oh, maybe it's a thyroid problem. Yeah. Or maybe it's something, because my pop's got diabetes, so, you know, maybe something to do with that rara so it was like no i think going to a gp just as a starting point is probably the best thing for people definitely i'm glad that you said that so i think um i think you've given a really good message and some really good advice on that um has crossfit helped yeah crossfit's helped so much yeah i mean um like i really loved the uni gym and to be honest if it didn't close i can't say i would even be here right now yeah yeah but um CrossFit, it's just, I don't know, it's just different. And I just felt like over there you were doing like your, your generic boot camp and it was getting to the point where it was just the same repetitive stuff. Yep. Whereas here I never find it's the same repetitive stuff. And I love like the pushing myself. Yes. You know, like, no, nah, you can get one more rep or you can do an AMRAP and do another round, like yep. that sort of thing. It's absolutely endless. And we were talking about it yesterday with Guy, whether you're trying to improve your skills in gymnastics or whether you're trying to lift more weight in terms in weightlifting for a snatch or clean and jerk or whether you're trying to get an extra cow per minute or you know go up to the heavier dumbbell or kettlebell or dead ball is always something to improve on yeah, hit, every day that rx i'm like come on you can yeah. do this let's get that yeah and that's i think having scaled an rx is is really good because it um, the achievement of earning that RX yeah. um, is what mo- is a good motivator. Yeah. What message do you have for people that might have be listening who are thinking of doing CrossFit but are too scared to do it? Oh, 100% give it a go because I was so scared that I wouldn't be able to do it. And I, I like to think that I'm killing it a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, give it you a are, go. You are. You're going really well. Yeah. Um, competition. So it's just so... I was so pumped for so it. it. It would be so this excited. Sunday. I know. It would be this Sunday we're going to have the Aridi Throwdown. Yep. 
Um, and that would have been your first CrossFit comp? It would have been. I would have been so nervous. <laughs> you would have been. I would have been like butterflies galore before it. But um, Did you see the previous comp, the birthday bash that oh, we did last a, year? I've only like seen some clips on um, okay. Instagram and whatnot. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Even watching that, I'm like, oh, can I even do that? I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> You'd be fine. Um, so when we reopen, we'll definitely, that will be one big party when we eventually get back to some sort yes. of normal and get to be able to have a competition again. Yeah, except you've got to give me a few weeks to um, be able to lift stuff again. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll, ne- we'll need a few weeks to get back into the swing of things. Um, could you go back to a 24-7 gym now? Nah, no yeah. way. It's the people too. Yeah, yeah. Like you come for the people, you come for the atmosphere, you come for being pushed. Mm-hmm. Like when, when someone walks past and says, Come on, you can do another one. All right, I can do another one. Yeah. Like Guy, for example, I was up the back one day, one one five thirty, and I was just there, like I can't do another one. He stood behind me. He's like, "Come on, you can do it." So I'm like, "Yep, I can do it." So yep. you know, get that last rep out because someone's there saying, "Yeah, you can do it." Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing what you, um, the messages that you put in your own head. Yeah. And then it just takes one other person that you see doing it or say to you, hey, you got, you can do more, it's amazing how that can trigger you it's to go of, to another level. Yeah, it's a lot of self-talk. Yep. Come on, you can keep doing it. Demi, you are going to get that two and a half minute plank. Keep going. Keep that was me going. this morning. I got to, when I get to two minutes, 15, I'm like, no, keep going. <laughs> so what are your plans for, or your goals for CrossFit? My goals for Do CrossFit? you have any? Um, not particularly. Like I'm pretty happy with how I progress to start with yeah um yeah i can't say i have any goals as such yep um, just maybe do your next do your first comp yeah i'm pretty keen on i'm always keen on um getting heavier weights for some reason yep so i'd be is that primal yeah. everyone wants to be strong yeah i think so like yeah. getting those squats heavier and stuff yeah. like that but do you so when you and Cassidy are training at the moment, is it yep. at your place or yep. her place? Okay. It's at my place because so Cassidy pretty good needs setup. to, um, oh, we manage. Yeah. We manage. I mean, I went to um, Bunnings and got some rubber mats because <laughs> yep. we were just doing it on those yoga mats that were falling apart every oh, time I yeah. did burpee. Yeah. So I went there and got some of them and um, a friend at school had a um, little dumbbell kit. Oh, yeah. It's only 24 kilos, but yep. I was like, oh, well, it's better than nothing and went to big w all we could get was 12 kilo kettlebells so we grabbed two of those and two two dollar skipping ropes and oh we've got a stump and we a do, stump we do step ups onto a stump perfect but you know who comes up with your manage. workouts that's me okay and where do you get them from um a lot of just what you like to do or you just i sort of just go into like um google and look up different wads oh, yeah. and i just mix a whole bunch of stuff together and try and focus on like upper body or lower body or Yep. I try to sort of base it off what we do here too. So we like to start with, we'll do like, we'll get our little um, dumbbell out, um, sorry, barbell out and we'll do some sort of like weight spit yep. and then we'll go into like a bit of a wad. And then at the end we sort of focus on one area. So it might be legs, might be abs, might be butt. Yep. But yeah, that's how we've been doing it. Yeah, cool. And you're training every day still? Trying to. Yep. Didn't do it yesterday, uh, sorry, Monday. Monday was the first day back at work and... Mm-hmm was late at the house and so yeah didn't do monday but pretty much training every day cool well um you're killing it mate you're doing so well you should be very proud of what the journey that you've been on and um i I can see 
I can see the determination in your face and I know that you'll you'll keep going with this and you'll do really well. Um, what do you do to relax? Um, that's a great question. What do I do? To re- I don't know what I do to relax. No. I th- Movies, I, Actually, honestly, Netflix. I think to relax, I literally watch dessert videos. Yeah. Like I'll watch videos how to make on them. how to make different desserts. Yeah, okay. I don't know if that's what other people call relaxing, but... Yeah, it's, that's fine. Or I'll go for a walk around the block. Some people do gardening for relaxation, so or some people some people exercise to relax, which is strange, but yeah, it's whatever gets you thinking um, outside of your normal stresses yeah. of work and routine and just for you to calm and bring yourself back into balance. So dessert, that's... Yeah, desserts, all the way. No, I don't even eat them, I just watch them. <laughs> What what motivates you or where do you get your inspiration from? Do you follow anyone or do you um, do you have any gurus that you go to? No. I'm 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 quite self motivated a self motivated person. I'm quite like it's very much something that I want to achieve. Yeah. Like I mean I'll watch you know, CrossFit videos or follow a bunch of people on Instagram and yep. see what they're doing. But I can't say that motivates me to go out to my shed and do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's why I'm asking you. Some people, are, you know, they follow um, a particular motivational speaker or they follow a particular um, um, sporting team or yeah, no. and they're inspired by it. I think I... I do sort of self-motivate, like even in my little workout space, I've got A4 pieces of paper that I've written, like my own little inspirational quotes on and they're stuck up on the wall. Like there's one up there that says, um, it's only 10 more reps and it's signed by me at the bottom. Perfect. So like this morning when we, Cass and I were working out, I'm like, Cass, look, it's only 10 more reps. Only 10. All right, we can do this. Yeah, and I I think there's more power in being self-motivated than looking for that external yeah, motivation, think, so that's yeah, really I mean, good. Yeah, and that's still good for, for people, but you got to sort of fix your own problems. You can't really ask everyone else to fix them for you. Yeah. And that's something I've really found with, like, this weight loss that I've done is I might post, like, a before and after picture. Mm. And I got a few messages saying, oh, you're only doing it for attention. Are you and joking? I, no, I'm 100%. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not. I'm doing it because I'm proud of yeah. what I've achieved. And if you don't like it, then don't follow me. But Yeah. And then I'll get like messages like, oh, how'd you do it? Yeah. Tell me how you did it. And honestly, I'm happy, 100% happy to talk to people about how I did it and whatever. But I get the same people every time I put up a photo or how'd you do it. And they think that I can give them some quick fix. And they think that I did it in like a month. But yeah. Yes, I did it fast. Like it hasn't even been 12 months yet, but that was me 100% committed. Some days was two workouts a day. Like I didn't go into it half. Mm. I don't go into things half. That's me anyway. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people think that I can, that I can give them some quick fix and whatever I say will help and they'll be a size 10 tomorrow. Yeah. But it's, it's like, yes, people can help you and you can go to people for help, but you've got to listen to that help. Mm especially the journey that you've had, it is such a personal, emotional journey that you can't, you can tell people what it's like, 
but you have to walk in your own shoes yeah. and something you have to experience for yourself. And by them contacting you and saying, you know, how did you do it each time you do that? Yeah. It's just they're just looking for some easy – like some easy, way out, easy thing. thing that you did that they can latch onto and yeah. and take that magic pill or um, you know they don't actually want to hear the hard work or the emotional roller coaster ride they just want to they're just looking for any chink in the armor yeah. of getting like, out did of you it. Did you take some special pill? Correct. No, I didn't. Yeah. I just worked hard. Yeah, and the people that say that you're just doing it for attention they're just so oh, miserable yeah. in their own life. That cut pretty deep. I was like, oh. Can I be proud of How what I've done? How did that affect you? Um, I don't know. I'm very Did it affect you? A little bit. Yeah. I, As a person, like if someone is negative to me, I sort of just like I walk away from you. Like I'm like I don't have time for it. I don't want to deal with other people's drama. Yeah. So like I, I'm sort of good at like, yeah, whatever. But it, it was a bit like, oh, come on. Mm. And then I'm just like... I was like, oh, sorry that you feel like that or maybe unfollow me or something. But Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, that, that's the best thing to do is just sorry that you feel that way because I don't. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to argue with you about it because I don't feel the need of wasting my time defending mm. myself. Yeah, yeah. And you should be putting that up and you should be um, proud of it and, you know, that one person might say that but but you've inspired 10 people yeah to say that it can be done yeah so um yeah it it, it totally can be done it's just it's a long road mm. and it's not a quick fix are the people saying that are they people that you know or have regular contact with um it was someone that i used to gym with yeah who obviously sort of fell off the wagon and didn't keep going, so they don't have the same results as me. Yep. And they, they, I, I, I don't know, I guess they're jealous. They're feeling they're, bad about themselves and yeah, they're trying to bring you, yeah, you exactly. down. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's not my fault that you didn't keep going. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you just keep doing your thing and don't listen to that. Because <laughs> whether you know it or not, you would be inspiring other people um, and that's that's – that's so powerful. Yeah. Do you have any fears or phobias? Fears or phobias? Um, I hate bugs. <laughs> cannot crush a bug. Yeah. And cannot deal with chalkboards. Really? Like, ugh, just even now thinking about a chalkboard just makes me cringe. Lucky you're coming into the digital age. With <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw, like, whiteboard all the yeah, way. Whiteboard's yeah. Fine. <laughs> um, yeah, bugs and chalkboards. Cool. That's um. I haven't come across those yet. Odd, hey. Yeah. Um, if you could go back to teenage Demi, yeah. What advice would you give her that you know now? Um, it will get better. You've just got to put your mind to it. That's yep. probably best. Yeah. Just stay the stay the course. Yeah. Mm. I think that's my um motto. Full stop. Yeah. You just got to keep going on that track. Yeah. You know, have your little detail, but get back on the track. And do more glamping. Yeah, do more glamping, guys. <laughs> Go out and live. Um, well, thank you. No, it's thank been you. awesome getting to know you a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I've got some quick rapid-fire questions for you. Oh, okay. What's your favourite takeaway meal? Um, oh, um, 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 Thai. Thai? Where from? Um, Carmen? 
Carmen. Carmen. Not Thai Ca- buffalo. Castle long. No, I don't like Thai buffalo. Why? Oh, okay. So, why don't you like Thai buffalo? Because I went there once and it was really bad. Okay, you're the first person I've heard say yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Lots of people have said that. So yeah. now I go to, I think it's Carmen, Carmen Thai. It's like near the Commonwealth Bank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On um, just like a couple of doors up. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah, you tried Castlelong like across the road next to the Royal? Yes, I've tried that one too. But Carmen, they know me and I ring up and I'm like, hey, it's Demi. And she's like, okay, oyster sauce, stir fry with chicken and tofu. And I'm like, yep, done. Beautiful. So chicken and oyster sauce with tofu. Yeah, uh, Awesome. Me. What's your favourite all-time movie? Favourite all-time movie? Oh, I can't think this fast. Um, what's a movie I've watched more than once? I don't know. I'm not really a movie repeater. Um, um, I, I did a podcast with Sam Hollis and he um, – oh, no. It was Guy, I think. Inception. He's watched it 29 times. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. I, I'm not a it was movie, one of them. I'm not a movie repeater. Like, okay, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's not a movie, but I've watched every season probably five times. That'll do. Favourite movie or favourites? Um, is it Netflix show? Yeah. There you go. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I haven't seen that. It's what, great. What's it about? It. It's about a bunch of um, cops. And it's like, you know, they're like 23-minute episodes. And it's <laughs> like, you know, the dream job. Like, if you want to work somewhere, yeah. I want to work there. All action. Yeah. No, it's just funny. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, like total okay. clowns. Like, it's just great. Cool. All right, that'll do. Yeah. Um, if you had any elite talent or superpower, what would it be? Uh, just to be able to run really fast. I wish I could run. Not a runner. I'd love to run really fast. Yeah, like ridiculously yeah. fast. Yeah. Good, I like it. You could get away from a lot of stuff. Yeah, just Catch run. up to the kids anyway. Yeah. Um, if you're down, last one. If you're down to your last 20 bucks yep. and then it's all over, yep. what would you spend it on? Coffee. Coffee? Yep. Um, do you have a favourite coffee place? Black Duck. Yep. Here in Richmond? Yep. Awesome. Do they know you by name? They do. That's all that matters. They do. <laughs> um, well, Demi, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been awesome getting to know you a little bit more. Um, and from me personally, I'm really proud of um, seeing the journey that you've been on and um, what you've achieved so far physically, mentally. Um, I hope the coronavirus doesn't affect you too much more and things can get back to normal for you at work. And um, thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, legend. Well, um, like I said, I'd say this to everyone, we will do a part two and who knows where we'll end up in another year or two. So yep. um, thanks for everything. Thank you. All right, see ya. Bye.